Hi, and welcome back to the AGD Podcast. I'm Dr. Wes Blakesley, and I'll be your host today. And especially when you reopen, the telephone will be the lifeblood of your practice. With our doors being closed for over two months, it's more important than ever to be able to connect and communicate at a high level without a script. Our guest today, Dentistry's unscripted expert, Catherine Itell Belt, will discuss two telephone skills we need right now during this crisis, as well as four simple but innovative steps to improve your telephone techniques once the practice reopens. So throw away those tired old scripts and buckle up. Catherine, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Wes. I'm glad to be back on. Uh, before we begin, just tell us a little bit about your business. Yeah, sure. Uh, as you know, Wes, I've been um, a practice management consultant in dentistry for well over 20 years. But about four or almost five years ago now, um, I decided to narrow my focus and um, we rebranded our company, Lion Speak Communications. Uh, and now we only focus on communications training. Uh, and like you said, we're sort of known for being the unscripted communications coach in dentistry. And uh, we coach uh, communications training in two sectors or two lanes, we like to say. One lane is the one we're in right now, which is patient-facing communications, telephone skills, financial conversations, treatment presentations, those types of patient-facing communications. And then we have a second lane that I think we'll do um, another podcast on later um, that will be, that, that lane is team-facing communications. So leader to team, manager to team, and even team to team. You know, how do they solve their issues and communicate at a high professional level? So um, lots to do there, and we sure have been loving uh, the sort of extreme sliver of focus on communication skills. Okay. Uh, well, let's take a deep dive here. And I'm going to start with the first question I have for you. Uh, you have a different approach to telephone skills than most, most coaches. And uh, I'd like you to tell us what exactly is that and, and why? Well, we've alluded to it already. Um, in the past, most communication coaching in dentistry and in many professions has been delivered via scripting. And I understand and appreciate very much why. Uh, one of the things we need now and have always needed is consistency of message when we communicate from a business perspective and really from any perspective. Um, we want to make sure that across all locations and across all personnel that our our practice brand is being um, protected. Uh, we want to make sure that patients get a consistent message from us, no matter who they talk to or you know what location they call. So um, scripts gave us that. Scripts gave us consistency of message if they were followed. The trouble I found with scripts is we got that consistency at the um, cost of authenticity. So when you hand scripts to people, the way the reality is, if they actually follow them, which they often don't when no one's looking, um, if they do follow them, then they're sort of, it's, we're sort of um, insinuating that they won't know what to say or what to do if the, if the patient asks something different. 
and so we script it out. What we have found is that they're actually smarter than they think they are, than we think they are sometimes, um, if we give them the right training. So I'm the kind of girl that wants to ask, why can't I have both? Why can't I have both consistency and authenticity and connectivity in the moment? Patients recognize when they're being read to from a script. And team members know when their leader or manager is using a script to have a conversation with them. So I think we have a radar for it. So rather than a script, we teach frameworks, communication frameworks. Whatever we teach, we've developed easy to remember that's usually not more than five steps and often less. Um, a framework that people can memorize and commit to and be held accountable to. But within the framework, they get to be who they are. They get to show up in their personality so that it sounds authentic because it is authentic. Um, they get to maneuver around wherever this present conversation with this real person is going to go, but they feel grounded because they know they have to complete the framework. So it's a really great way to get consistency of brand and message and still let people authentically connect in the moment with a real person on the other side of the conversation. So it is a little bit different, but I think it's better. It's better. And I think patients appreciate that. I really do. It's a savvy crowd today, you know, with all the yeah. things on the internet and, and through the media. So uh, I like that. Catherine, what's changed mm -hmm. in terms of the skills needed on the telephone during this COVID crisis? Yeah, what a, what a time we're in. Um, well, our ability to connect with patients where they are is, uh, is more needed now than ever. It's always been needed, but it's, it's more needed now than ever. Um, patients are experiencing a wide range of emotions and a wide range of problems and circumstances. And so our teams need to be sophisticated in how they are communicating with their patients. They need to be able to judge uh, when to just connect with empathy and grace and caring, and when to step into uh, a more proactive discussion and to steer them in a particular direction. So a good example of this is we have been suggesting to our clients and the people we're working with in the industry that they reach out to their patients on a, on a, uh, in an organized fashion right now that they're making what we call COVID care calls. They're reaching out to patients, certainly that have been in the midst of treatment, but even those that um, have just have been, you know, patients that we see on a regular basis. Um, and to reach out and just connect with them. And what we've been training them on is first connect as a human, find out how they're doing with no other agenda in your mind. Just how are they? How are they coping? Uh, what's been happening for them? How can we how can we just uh, emotionally support them? And so we've had to give some training on empathetic listening and remembering that you don't have to necessarily have answers for their challenges. It's enough to be a good listener, to show that we care about them and to let them know that we're gonna keep, especially if they you know, are experiencing some high degree of trauma, whether that's financial or they've been ill or, or whatever, um, to just let them know that we're going to keep them in our thoughts and our prayers and we're going to check back with them again 
that kind of thing. So that testing of where is the patient, but most of the patients we're calling are not in a high degree of trauma, they, but they do have questions, they do have concerns. And so once you discover that that's where they are, then it's the, the framework then comes into play of how will we now guide our patients to the best of our ability? And we, have, we sort of walk them through a, a, a framework of check on now, move from how they're doing um, overall to how they're doing in terms of their oral health. How's their home care going? Do they have questions? Um, how's the rest of their family doing in terms of there any resources that we can give them? Suggesting rinses, um, reviewing home care, leading them to some resources, maybe some videos for their children to watch about home care. You know, things that we can do to be helpful um, and, and stay top of mind with our patients. So there's, you know, there's a whole framework for that, but, but I think those are the types of skills. It's this sort of heightened, elevated emotional intelligence that says it's okay to go forward in the framework or it's not. And that's been, that skill has been needed more now than it was prior to the COVID crisis. So yeah, I think that's changed. Yeah, I agree on that. Very, very difficult time right now. Catherine, uh, mm -hmm. shift over here to incoming calls. How do we handle those right now? Uh, that's a whole different animal. You know, we're, we've been closed here for New Jersey mm -hmm. for two months and uh, mm -hmm. haven't heard from a lot of patients, but they're starting to call. How do we handle those? Well, one of the, one of the first things that I would recommend is that to the degree you can, you get a real human uh, answering your phones as soon as possible. Uh, even though you may not be open, being accessible and available is huge right now. Um, we don't want to communicate that we are closed and we are not available. So availability is probably, um, there's, there's a, about four major areas that we're recommending um, practices find a way to communicate to their patients and availability is at the top of the list. Uh, safety is high on the list, that, that, it's, that it's safe when they do come in, whether that's now for an emergency or in the near future for a normal appointment. Um, that it's safe to return. So, so I think some of the things that uh, we need to be putting into place are these, um, th this idea that we're available. Um, and then next, we want to make sure that when they do call us and we're either on another line or it's after hours, that we have a really solid and extraordinary voicemail message. Um, most offices prior to COVID um, have a pretty ordinary, if not outright boring and bad voicemail message. And I've never understood why. Um, and literally, it, it can often sound like you've reached our office, uh, we're closed, um, you know, here's our normal hours, leave a message. Um, if it's an emergency, dial this number and we'll call you back. Have a nice day. They're just unimpressive. So I often guide practices to um, write out their voicemail message, uh, get together with their team or a, a, you know, the admin team at the, at the minimum, and ask yourself, how could we rewrite this to be extraordinary? Um, it doesn't have to be longer. It just needs to be, it needs to sound like we're really sorry we missed them and that we really are excited about talking to them and anxious to talk to them and that we care about them 
And um, so it might sound like, uh, thank you for calling uh, the office of uh, Dr. Sarah Byron, um, where we specialize in creating extraordinary, healthy, beautiful smiles. Uh, we're so sorry we missed your call at the moment, and we're anxious to talk to you. If you have an emergency, we care about you, and we ask that you call this number so one of our team members may get back to you promptly. Um, if you have uh, a message for us, please leave it, and we'll do our best to return your call as soon as possible. And uh, we're really looking forward to finding out how we can serve you and how we can help you. Um, and, you know, something along those lines where it says we we're excited about what we do. We're, you know, so it sounds like a little thing, but I think particularly during this crisis, this is a good, we have the time to evaluate it. We have the time to work on it and get it, get it recorded in a way that people hang up and go, wow, you know, that was, that was nice. That was, that was better than I anticipated, better than I've experienced in the past. So. But that was nice. <laughs> I'd like to hire you yeah. to my message. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're gonna, we'll one of the gifts I'm going to give one of the gifts I'm going to give away is um, uh, uh, some some examples of good voice. Now, I'm going to give that away for, for to, to your listeners as a bonus today. So, um, so yeah, we're happy to share. Okay. All right. I appreciate that. Uh, okay. Now let's change lanes here a little bit. Uh, we're to talk about converting new uh, patient phone calls. Uh, you have a four-step process, and I'd like you to tell us about that. Yeah, this is the framework. Um, the framework for incoming new patient calls, and might I say, I think offices are going to get these. I think what their feeling is we might not, or the worry is if we do, where will we put them? And so we're really encouraging offices right now to really um, hold firm on uh, reserving some new patient blocks because I think there are going to be people who have had some needs arise during this time that we are going to be um, able to, um, you know, to to take care of those patients, but only if we have reserved some time for them. So uh, I would continue to really focus on how do we manage our schedule so that we can do that. Assuming um, you uh, have the time right now to, which I think most people do, to get their teams trained, and we haven't had the time in the past sometimes, but we do now, and the, but the clock's ticking, and um, Gosh, I, I would hate for offices to get back and say, man, I wish we would have done this while we were, while we had the time. Um, this is a really easy system to train. Here are the four steps. Um, there's a lot to them, um, but in the few minutes we have, I'll just give you a kind of a high flyover. The, the four steps that lead to a great call every time are, are these. The first one is to connect with this patient as a human being. Now that sounds like, uh, of course, but we have done less literally thousands of mystery shopper calls over the last few years for our clients very differently than other companies very with a very positive spin we don't ask people to say things that they don't believe are true and uh, we, we we like to be um we don't want to be punitive with that we're very um we want we want administrators to feel like we're their champion not their punisher and so um, we've 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 take we've done a lot of them because we take that approach and people really enjoy them. And after listening to thousands of mystery shopper calls, you would think we wouldn't have to say um, you've got to focus on initially connecting as a human being, but we do. So here's two ways you can connect. One is 
the patient does not have a high level of urgency, and so you just connect on a human level. Um, maybe they mentioned that they um, found you because of the insurance they have at their work. So I might ask a few questions about where they work, how long they've worked there, what they do. If someone says their neighbor referred them, I might say, oh, tell me, you know, uh, who that is. Oh, you know, it's one of our, our best patients. Um, how long have you guys lived next to each other? Um, uh, you know, I would find a way to connect with them. If they just moved to the area, I would, I would ask. I would, so we're talking about a 30-second um, connection, but it matters. Uh, because we can't see body language on the phone, it matters that we can hear it. You actually have to say the word, welcome to, let me be the first one to welcome you to our practice. Tell me um, how long have you lived next door to Sam? It's so, so nice that he referred you. It just says, I hear you and see you as a human before I hear you and see you as a dollar bill, as an appointment, as a tooth. Um, I see you as a human. Now, the second way to connect, because that will be very irritating to a patient, if you connect that way, if they have high urgency, whether that's an urgency of pain or urgency of time or wh whatever it is, um, if I ascertain quickly that there's high urgency or I suspect there's high urgency and I ask a couple questions and determine there is, I'm not, I'm only going to, I'm not going to not connect, but I'm not going to connect um, with those little more conversational pieces. I'm going to connect with empathy. And again, we can't assume that they can see our kind eyes or they can see our smiling face or they can feel our touch on their shoulder because they can't. On the phone, we actually have to say the words, the words of empathy like, I'm so sorry to hear that that's been keeping you up at night. Um, that sounds like that's been really challenging for you. Gosh, you know, um, I can see why you're really in a hurry to get this done. I really do understand that. Let's see if we can get you in here really quickly and get you get you taken care of. What, however you express it, again, we're not we're not big on scripts. We're big on framework and people being held accountable. When we listen to our training calls, we're listening for did they find a way to either connect personally or to connect with empathy, depending on the level of urgency. And if they did it in their own words in their own personality, they get a big check from us. Second step is probably the step most people miss, and it is what makes their call go in wildly different directions. The way to stay in control of the call, which is the goal of an administrator, is to stay in control of the call, is to be the one that's asking the questions. And step number two, we call discovery. So in step number two, no matter what the patient has originally asked for, maybe they called to ask the price of something, maybe they called to see if we're on their plan, they called to see if they could schedule an appointment for a checkup or for their child, whatever they asked for, we say, gosh, we'd love to help you with that information. Or I might say, I'd love to help you schedule that appointment. I just want to make sure I schedule the right appointment or give you the right information. So would you mind if I ask you a couple of additional questions first? Now, a reasonable person is going to say, of course, because they think they're going to get what they want. So even if I know I would never quote a fee over the phone for work we haven't diagnosed, I'm not going to say, I'm sorry, we don't quote fees. I'm going to say, gosh, I'd, I'd be delighted to help you with that information. I just want to make sure I guide you in the right way and, and give you the right amount of information. So could I ask you a few clarifying questions? When I do that, I get control of the call. I can now guide the call to determine what will my next best step be rather than answering the patient's questions and letting them lead the call. Whoever's asking the questions is leading the conversation. It doesn't matter um, 
it's always, that's, that's the truth. Uh, third step, then it becomes a little easier when you've done that. The third step is to offer the correct solution. So that could be an appointment. It could be a very different appointment than the patient asked for. I think there are many occasions that your listeners will recognize where a patient asked to come in and have a tooth checked, but in, but in my discovery, I found that they, weren't, they don't have high urgency and they haven't been seen by a dentist in years. And so I'm probably going to guide them not to a, a limited exam, which was kind of what it sounded like they were asking for. I'm going to guide them to a comprehensive exam or vice versa. They may ask for a checkup or a cleaning when in fact, upon discovery, I determined that a limited exam would be in their best interest or, or referring them somewhere else. I mean, whatever the, the solution is, um, I'm going to discover that in step two, and I'm going to deliver that in step three. Now, there's a lot of that goes into delivering those solutions appropriately, but that's the main third step. And our fourth step is often what most untrained administrators will start with. It's a different set of questions. We call these the details. So this is a set of questions or um, statements that are either that's either get, getting useful information we need from the patient to make sure the appointment goes well or we need to give to the patient so you know there's a detail section where we're giving them directions we're, we're um, directing them to where to download their new patient forms we're directing them to someplace on our website that we want to sort of use to preheat them for uh, the level of service and quality we provide, those kinds of things. We're also needing information from the patient. <clears throat> this is where we get contact information. This is where we get insurance information, not at the beginning of the call, at the end. And so the details section is, um, again, it's a pretty easy part, but it's, it's where it, it shows up in the call. So those are, I mean, that's a very quick high flyover, but um, but that's essentially how easy it is and how robust it is at the same time. Okay, I like that. Uh, how do you keep these calls on track? I know there's a lot of information coming in, a lot of inbound mm -hmm. info. Uh, is there a guide that you recommend or, or how do you recommend that we keep track of all this? Yeah, definitely. Um, we Another free gift I have for your listeners today is a uh, we call it our VIP intake form. So it's a form for incoming calls, new patient calls, and it's, and it's structured in this four-step process. It's in Microsoft Word, so we encourage offices to get it, tweak it, make it their own, but it follows this four-step process rather than the new patient um, record screen uh, that on the computer that will often ask you those detailed questions first. So this Form. So that's my recommendation is customize a form to that that follows your format and your framework and guides whoever's answering this call. It becomes the guide so they don't miss it. They don't leave something out and they don't they, they keep grounded in the uh, framework. So I'm happy to share that uh, with your with your listeners. Okay, I'd love a copy of that myself. Uh, mm -hmm. Catherine, what are, uh, what are some of the metrics that an office can use to you know, actually gauge their success on the telephone? Yeah, there's a couple. Um, one is just call conversion. I mean, tracking, well, let me back up one. I think the first one is number of calls and number of calls that go unanswered. So most of the um, phone systems out there today will track and record your calls and give you basic metrics, how many calls you, you received, 
how many went unanswered. It's pretty shocking to see. We know um, that a huge majority of calls is going, you know, something uh, in the neighborhood of 40% is going unanswered. And um, most of those don't leave a message. So they're mi huge missed opportunities. Um, so knowing, you know, being able to see when do we have the heaviest call volume? Is it on a Monday morning? Is it on a Tuesday uh, at lunchtime? It helps us with staffing. It helps us with understanding how we need to manage our incoming um, new patient calls. Also, um, then, tr then call conversion. So we're always looking at a 50 to 60% call conversion rate for offices that are basically externally advertising for their new patients. If your practice is a referral-based practice and your most of your new patients are coming from either a patient or professional referral, then that's much higher. We expect those offices to be able to convert at about a 90 to 95% uh, conversion rate. There should be no reason that we lose, or very, very few reasons we lose those calls. Um, if, you're, if you're not a referral-based practice, you're more of a um, externally marketed practice, then, um, you know, it will often generate a lot of calls that won't be a good fit for you. So, um, so we, you know, we bring it down a little there. Then our second uh, uh, metric that we, or, or excuse me, third metric that we look at is um, how many are showing up for their appointment. So, you know, we're looking at those no-show rates for new patients because if they're high, um, then usually there is something that we're saying or not saying that is contributing to that. Um, so, you know, those are some of the things that we work on. Okay. Uh, you know, it's kind of human nature that we all slip a little bit. You know, we, uh, we get busy and blah, blah, blah. Uh, what are your thoughts about, you know, training and retraining the team so that their skills are fresh? Yeah. Well, like I said, um, we often don't give a lot of time to this, but this is the gateway. You said it in the introduction. It's the gateway to the practice. It's the lifeblood. And, um, you know, that's, that's of, is of course what we do, but uh, whether you hired LionSpeak or whether you hired uh, another uh, trainer, I would look for some professional training for your team. We can't just assume they'll know what to say. Um, of course, they can wing it just because they're a nice person and most administrators I meet are um, friendly and nice and caring. And it often just doesn't translate over the phone or if it does, they're friendly, but not effective. So what we want to do is, is give them all the tools they need to be successful, and it can happen really quickly and really easily. So I would just say reach out, find some good coaching. Um, I, I really am a believer in um, a training program that includes some recorded uh, call evaluations, but I think you have to do it well. You have to be a positive support for people rather than... Um, trying to almost catch them doing badly. Uh, we want to we wanna really um, support and, you know, our hope is, we tell administrators, our hope is that, you know, a year from now, six months from now, what, whatever time frame, that you're able to go in, uh, sit down at your employee review, and lay down three or four of your uh, mystery sharper calls that you've scored uh, a 10 on and say, you know, I've really worked on this. My, my call scores are really improved and and I feel, um, I feel really good about asking for a raise, you know? I mean, most employers, I know I'm one, I'm looking for employees that want to get trained, they want to get better, and they want to show me they've done the work uh, and they've, got, they've improved. And I'm very motivated by that as an employer to reward them. So um, 
you know, I think that that's what we want to be. We want to be a support for their careers and a support for the office to convert uh, more patients at a high level. So get the, just, you know, do the training. Uh, we offer training that's uh, um, uh, audio based. Uh, and then we also have a package that's, that includes that training, uh, but also includes some handholding and some one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching. So, you know, I think just find the combo that works for you and, and make sure that you don't just assume your people can do it on their own. All right. So then we're really almost at the end of our recording time, but uh, just tell us, you know, a few more details about your system and, uh, and, and really why we'd want to consider it. Yeah. Um, well, I think we have a really good one. We have, I would say, a good, better, best set of options. The good option is an audio training download that I recorded um, that's almost to uh, it's a little over 90 minutes of not just how to handle incoming calls, but also how to handle outgoing calls and basic telephone etiquette. Um, so it's quite a great training. Um, it uh, typically sells for $6.95 on our website, which is lionspeak.net. Um, we call it Have Them at Hello. And it goes over in depth those four skills, plus, like I said, the outgoing calls as well. Um, but we'd love to offer it to your listeners, Wes, for $4.95. So that's a $200 savings off of that download. We're doing that for the, during the COVID crisis because we know people uh, may be strapped for funds right now, but they still want to get their people trained in the downtime. So we're making that a little more affordable. Um, and that comes with one free mystery shopper call if you'd like to take advantage of it. So you could, you could get the call. Um, you could look at the report and see uh, what we think your people are doing really well and a few things that we think they could focus on to get better in the future. Um, so that, like I said, 495, uh, that's our good option. Our best option, absolutely, is our Superstar uh, Telephone Training Program. So it includes the download, but it also includes a 90-minute uh, virtual kickoff, we call it, with a trainer from LionSpeak. We your, your, whoever you want on your team to come to that. We review the four steps. We practice them. We get them really set up for success. It's an annual program. So it kicks off that year. Uh, over the next three months, they get five mystery shopper calls and reports, and then every quarter, they get one hour with our trainers to review the last three months, to go over those reports, to see where we need to focus, what we need to help them with, and our goal is by the end of that year, they're getting pins across the board, and everybody's feeling really stronger, and we're converting more patients, so that's probably our, our best option. Um, or our better option, our best option is uh, that superstar program. But instead of doing the virtual kickoff, or excuse me, doing the kickoff virtually, we do the kickoff in person. So uh, some offices will choose the best option, which would be to have us come on site and uh, deliver this training, sometimes uh, coupled with maybe some financial presentation skills or treatment presentation. So we kind of customize that day. So those are some ways that um, you know, we can deliver it. Uh, and we're very excited about the results we've been at achieving with practices. Uh, they've been um, quick and substantial, and uh, we're, we're really proud of, of those. So we'd love to help anybody uh, who's interested in getting that training. So for the members listening in who'd like to take advantage of that, very generous, by the way, they thank you uh, for that uh, okay. on behalf of the AGD. Should they just uh, mention AGD to whoever uh, takes that yes. call? Absolutely. Just mention ADD. They can reach us at 800-595-7060 or 
or just shoot us an email at info at lionspeak.net. Either way, uh, we'll be happy to, to help them and uh, get, them, get them going with whichever option they'd like. Catherine, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, this is our number two, and uh, I enjoy everyone, and I appreciate you sharing your expertise with our members, and uh, I can't wait to get some of these forms myself. I know. Well, <laughs> I'd, love to, I'd love to review. Um, I would be happy to give uh, for free the VIP uh, intake form, and also, um, Wes, we have, uh, we have it Monday. It's ready Monday this coming Monday, um, 13 patient questions we think you're going to need to be able to answer when you go back to the office after the COVID crisis. So that's no charge for that. We've been working on that for the last couple of weeks. Um, so if you'd like to see what we're recommending, you train your team to say when you get asked these questions we know you're going you're gonna to have to deal with, uh, we're happy to share that too. And as I mentioned, also our voicemail messages if you'd like samples of that. Any of those um, again, just shoot us an email, let us know, and we will get those right out to you. Well, again, thank you so much. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's always good to connect. And uh, you yes, take care and be safe out there in California. Thank you. You do the same. <laughs>